Hello and welcome to Igniting Change, a tech podcast produced by S4 Digital. Here we talk about things S4 Digital can do to level up your business. My name is Adam and for the first episode, we're going to speak with Amir Khan and Roger Cool, the founders of S4 Digital. Welcome to the show, everyone. So guys, where are you calling in from today? Amir. I'm uh, based in Lisbon, in Portugal, so on a cloudy day this morning. Okay, you wouldn't imagine that from from Lisbon. Like, that's not what the reputation no. proceeds. But yeah, Roger, where are no. you where are you calling in from? Hey, Adam, I am uh, calling in from uh, <laughs> cloudy Ibiza. So <laughs> cloudy Ibiza. We yeah. start we start with cloudy Portugal and now cloudy Ibiza. Now. Yeah, Man, this, this. climate is so changing. What, uh huh. Very nice. So, and you own a business in Ibiza, is that right? Yes, uh, I own that together with uh, my colleague on the telephone, uh, Amir. We've invested in some retail uh, retail shops a number of years ago. So, and two of them are, uh, are are situated here. Very nice. So, entrepreneurship is in your blood, then, in both of you. I would say yes. I've I've been working with uh, with Amir for uh, almost 13, 14 years. And before that, I uh, I already owned my, uh, my my own business for for another 10, 12 years. So yeah, yeah, probably half of my uh, operating life is uh, has been as a self-employed uh, individual. Yeah, very nice. All right, and what about you, Amir? Who are you? I'm uh, Amir Khan, basically one of the co-founders of S4 Digital. But my background is in technology, so I started off actually designing missile missile guidance systems, working in the defense industry. I always love technology. So as most people know in technology, if you want to be in the leading edge technology, it's either defense or telecoms. So, you know, ended up staying with both of these uh, industries. Mm-hmm. Recently, I used to work uh, in Nortel, looked after uh, their Vodafone global account delivery team. And then moved on to Mycom OSI, an OSS BSS vendor in the tech space. And then eventually uh, started off with Sigma Systems, where I, where I spent around 13 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your both of your backgrounds uh, consist essentially of electronics, uh, IT, in the IT industry in the telecoms, and entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurial activities, so like owning your own business, Roger, and everything. So, would you say that is in the spirit of S4 Digital? Does S4 Digital really represent both of your both of your initiatives in life? Yep, from my point of view, uh, absolutely. So I think entrepreneurship is in the blood. So, I think you know, uh, started off several years ago investing in other companies and mainly investing in people, actually. So a lot of the businesses that uh, we invested in over the years, um, both myself and Roger, you know, are companies where we knew people uh, that we worked with in the past would set up their own businesses and were looking for some help in um, financing their businesses, right? So we started talking to them and two or three of those businesses uh, taken off significantly well you know one of the businesses actually repaid all of their uh, capital investment in one dividend payment uh, so that that was uh, extremely positive so we invest in people not only technology but the people we've worked with in the past we have a good relationship with a good level of trust and that's how the s4 uh, digital business is built on its own relationships mm-hmm.
So what is S4 Digital? What does S4 Digital stand for, Roger? Well, S4 Digital, and this is something I uh, uh, I was thinking about uh, because of my activities in in, in the world of uh, sales and IT for the last uh, let's say 25 years. We've been we've been dealing with a number of systems integrating uh, system integrators uh, across the globe and we've always seen a certain way of acting right and uh, when we were doing this on behalf of other software vendors uh, um, and, and and this is also a tie into the whole uh, COVID-19 uh, pand- uh, pandemic because we uh, we were uh, we needed to take a different perspective of, of activities of, of uh, almost life you know changing uh, changing careers uh, as well. Amir and myself spend a lot of time thinking about, okay, what would we do different if we would do things on behalf of our own? So S4 Digital is a representation of our view of how SIs can be different. So for me, it is S4 Digital is a, uh, a dynamic systems integrator that combines its deep uh, BSS and OSS domain knowledge with infrastructure and cybersecurity solutions. So it's not only the IT side of the house, but it's the full 360 degrees view of what, what we can offer to the customer. And then from an organizational perspective, it's all about inclusion, equality. So, you know, we, as Amir just said, it's, a, it's all about people, right? And, and, and people are, are purely um, validated or evaluated based on capacity and not mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, where, where, where one is coming from. If one is a man or a female, uh, black, white, brown, yellow, whatever, we don't look at that. We look at quality and, um, and also we are, uh, it's all about equality and inclusion. And um, in, in such case, we have, uh, you know, we have people from around the world that is, uh, mm-hmm. that's work, working for S4 Digital. So we very strongly believe in it. Uh, we also have the proof in it because we have, uh, you know, our, uh, our people are working from either our office from Pakistan. We have people from India where normally, uh, you know, those two countries are uh, maybe not the the most friendly to each other, you know, for us, that's mm-hmm. none of that is a topic. Uh, we have, uh-huh. we have women in key positions because as I said before, it is all about who is the best for what role. And we don't, look, I understand. And we don't look at where, where one is coming from. I understand. All right. Very good. So briefly, you spoke about India and Pakistan. And I know that uh, that S4 doesn't just work there, it works in other countries. So having that in mind, why did you choose Portugal as your headquarters? Um, for an, a number of reasons, actually. So our holding company, S4 Global, is actually a, a UK company. So the joint venture discussions that we had at the back end of last year, were with a Portuguese company and as a result of Brexit and the fact that our uh, joint venture uh, partner is actually based out of Portugal as well and some of the key management team in S4 Digital are based out of Portugal, it made perfect sense to have the the team uh, located in Portugal. 
Uh, and Portugal is a good location in terms of time zones as well. Very central. It's on the same time zone as the UK. Mm-hmm. So it's a good bridging time zone between uh, our delivery centers in India and Pakistan and also our uh, some of our customers in Central Europe, and, but also some of our newer customers that we've signed up in uh, North America as well. So I think from a location point of view, it was perfect. Um, and I'm already based here. So that made uh, uh, sense as well. And plus, we find that in Portugal, you know, you've got a very good talent pool of, of resources, you know, very well qualified, very capable people. Um, the educational system here is fantastic. And uh, we are, it's, you know, it's demonstrated by the fact that a lot of the big companies are putting their IT uh, headquarters and delivery centers in in uh, in and around Portugal. So from that point of view, it, it's a very good place to be. The, the the market is very dynamic as well. So from our point of view, it made perfect sense. Okay, okay. So yeah. I, I understand what you I understand what you mean about the time zone, uh, but the time zone issue that you know every, everything can be centralized into one time, which is good. Roger, you were you were going to say something. Well, I, uh, I, I, th- I thought about the same, right? So uh, f- for me as well, Portugal is a, uh, an example of uh, a number of, uh, number of very interesting uh, things, right? So the, uh, you know, highly uh, talented uh, people, uh, educational system, as Amir is saying, is uh, really, really strong. Um, mm-hmm. That combined with a much more international approach uh, from a willingness to travel, ability to uh, sp- speak multiple languages, and just the, and there's the basic uh, friendliness and willingness to learn has definitely been a big driver of, of selecting Portugal, and that of course in combination with uh, with still a competitive uh, cost structure, right? Also the you know the cost of living in Portugal is. Uh, is definitely still uh, yeah, one of the more interesting uh, cost structures in in the in the European market. So, yeah, it's it's a combination of multiple things, and then uh, of course also the the fun factor is there, right? So it's a it's, it's a sunny, welcoming society in, in general, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I wouldn't uh, count out the the great food, um, which yeah I've been uh, able to enjoy from for the last uh, almost fifteen years as well. So. It, w- it was almost a no-brainer why to do this, and um, yeah, it's a, the more the more you speak about Portugal, it seems like you guys already had the you already had made the decision long time ago. That is correct. We uh, when we when we started the you know the the, the foundation that is now uh, grown into S four Digital that that always had a even though our uh, our seat capital seat was in in the UK the. The, the weight of where the activities and where the people were coming from were, were all Portuguese based. So we, we've, right. we've seen this, um, you know, development of talent, the development of internationalism. Um, of course, it's becoming more challenging uh, with, with uh, the likes of, uh, you know, BMW, Mercedes-Benz, uh, you know, Salesforce now opening an office with, I think, 5,700 people that they announced. Um, wow. There's yeah. a lot of uh, attraction to talent, and th- therefore, um, it will ha- it will has impact on on certain things. Mm-hmm. But for now, it is still um, yeah. People like to do uh, work with an organization where they feel they are really uh, treated as a, as a person and, and valued as a person. So 
Absolutely. To, to, to date, I think this has also been one of the, the, the strong points where we are growing fast, is that uh, people feel that they are part of a uh, almost like a family. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that all comes down again to that uh, equality and inclusion. And yeah, people seem to be uh, enjoying it. And I think one of the main things that we need to uh, keep an eye on is how do we maintain, you know, that atmosphere in the organization going forward. Right. So basically to to extrapolate this uh, this atmosphere of, of friendliness and what Portugal represents into a bigger scale of what S4 Digital would turn to. Yeah, absolutely. And also the uh, the, the ability to grow and, and, and diversify and, uh, you know, the, the international uh, ambitions that we have, you know, the... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, working in the Middle East, working in uh, Far East, working in Europe, working in um, in, in North American markets. It's uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that globalization. I, and I know maybe globalization is a, a word that is a bit uh, sensitive lately. What I mean with globalization is that our customers are spread across the globe. So we yes. are allowing people to uh, to grow and diversify itself and also look for interesting programs around the globe. So it's more international expansion for, for the individuals itself. We, and we don't want to tie people purely to one, one function, one task. Mm -hmm. It is the, uh, yeah, allowing people to grow. Amir. How do you feel the COVID-19 pandemic has affected business in general and what can S4 Digital do to turn these challenges into opportunities? Yeah, good question. I mean, from, from our point of view, COVID-19 definitely accelerated a lot of uh, change that was needed, um, not only in, in our prime core area, which is telecoms, but we've noticed in our other verticals that we deal with as well in, in terms of uh, health, for example, um, with the uh, you know uh, outstanding amount of demand that's been put on the health industry and the, the um, health institutions and hospitals um, by the demands of COVID-19. I think one of the things that, that we've seen is a big, big need to change the health information systems, the mm -hmm. way we treat patients, the way we manage our patients, the way we manage their data, mm -hmm. the way we manage uh, and track how they're performing in terms of, uh, you know, measuring their uh, statistics in terms of blood pressure, in terms of uh, um, their pulse rate and, uh, you know, using smart devices to actually uh, drive that change as well. So we've seen a lot of change and innovation in that industry with services like hospital in a bed and uh, measuring, you know, uh, the performance of patients at home. So with the excessive load that's been placed on the hospitals and the beds that are in the hospitals, you know, we've seen an increasing trend for uh, remote health, for managing and, and tracking uh, patients yep. remotely. Mm -hmm. So that, that's a big industry. And, you know, for, for myself, when I started to uh, look into this area, because it's something that we never looked at before. Um, so we see health and, you know, according to a Gartner report, health is like four times the size of the telco marketplace. So it's an area that we're absolutely uh, focused on. And we have a dedicated health practice uh, called Cuatro within the joint venture groups. So, you know, that's a business that we're bringing to market very, very aggressively as mm -hmm. well. Okay. Okay. That's, of course, 
during the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, anything related with hospitals and healthcare is going to receive a big bump in investment. Roger, do you have anything to add to what Amir just said? Um, well, no, on the healthcare side, uh, that's uh, spot on. I mean, that is an industry that uh, was not ready for digital transformation, but because of the pandemic, yeah. um, it it has been forced to uh, yes. to probably take 20 years forward in uh, in a incredibly short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. But even if in even in other industries as well, right? So we as an organization has always have always been ready and, and embracing virtual teams. And we see that um, that that is also a uh, environment where our customers sometimes are struggling with, right? So they have a tendency of, uh, you know, we need our, uh, you know, development people, or we need our testing people, or we need our whatever is the function they want very close in into their office. And even those those industries that were assumed to be much more uh, tech savvy, they also needed to change the way of working. And 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 I think that uh, that way of working that the, the that COVID nineteen more or less has forced onto people, we see that we were definitely almost prepared for that because we were working in that way anyways. And mm -hmm. and and I think that's also one of the yeah the, the strengths in in. What we uh, what we do is with with virtual teams we are able to really uh, deliver quality uh, quality outcomes to our customer base because it is how we used to, how we have always been used to work and, uh, mm -hmm. and I think it's given giving us a bit of a competitive advantage here so and we will see yeah. many more things right the uh, you know the the, the growth of unified communications platforms, the, the likes of Zoom and Teams. I mean, uh, who, who would think that it would be uh, as um, much used as it, uh, as it is now? Absolutely. I mean, most people hadn't even heard of Zoom uh, prior to the COVID pandemic. Actually, so so yeah, the, the world has definitely changed. So you mentioned Roger about the healthcare and everything, all the technology used in our daily lives has had to advance 20 years in a very short amount of time. So how will technology improve our lives in a safe and secure manner, especially secure? Security, governance. Um, Putting the right processes around things needs to be in the heart of, or in or in the yeah in the heart or in the main train of thought that that you that you need to have when you start looking at uh, embracing that new technology. So, enterprise level security is something that is uh, is, is is critical for whatever that is being uh, chosen or or used to go forward. Um, mm -hmm. While uh, this this world of uh, you know being more away from each other, uh, sharing data across uh, different technologies, security is uh, is is critical, right? As uh, as well Absolutely. as ma man managing and maintaining the privacy of the data that is being used to uh, support the customer, but also uh, you know to support internal processes. So security is 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 an even bigger area of interest and an area of focus that uh, we're also uh, extremely active in. Amir, 
Roger mentioned before that you had an an edge on other companies towards how you use technology. So you say that you've been working with virtual teams for a while now. So in that sense, what makes S4 Digital unique in the IT market? Well, I think several reasons, and this is one of the reasons that we, uh, you know, set up S4 Digital. So as Roger mentioned earlier, you know, we have been working with most of the uh, major systems integrators, global systems integrators uh, around the world. So we have extensive experience of working with them and we know what they do. Um, but there's key aspects that we think we bring to the table, right? So the first one is around the strategic business consultancy part. So. I, what's different about us is we actually have CIOs and CTOs from some of the world's largest tier one companies working with us in the business. So they're actually S4 digital employees. Okay. Um, so we understand exactly what it is uh, that the CIOs and CTOs are trying to do in their own organizations. And we understand the problems that they have and how to overcome them. So I think one of the things that we're seeing increasingly coming up from our customers is the need to help them conceptualize what it is they need to do and how they go about making that change in their organizations. And, and having that capability and skill set within the company is outstanding for us. So we've mm -hmm. already seen uh, several engagements where we're being asked to actually work with the customers uh, write up the requirements in terms of, you know, what they need to do, help them articulate uh, the solutions, identify the solutions that are required, and then move forward to actually execute on those as well. So from that point of view, the strategic business consultancy part is very important for us. And that's a differentiation from us uh, as far as we can see. Mm -hmm. The other key aspect we we bring is we don't have any legacy so I think some of the things that we've noticed with some of the larger systems integrators is whenever they're asked about a problem, the solution is always pointed towards the skill set that they have within their own companies. Mm -hmm. So they have, for example, 1,000, 2,000, 10,000, 100,000 people that are trained to do things a certain way. We don't have that re uh, restriction. So we're coming, uh, starting with everything with a fresh piece of paper and looking uh, at things with a fresh perspective. Right. So we don't have any legacy people that we need to keep occupied. We don't have the skill sets or the capability that uh, the systems integrators are trained on mm -hmm. to hold us back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're creative and no solution is off the table for us. I think that's a key point for us. Okay. The other uh, uh, key point is we do have senior managers and domain experts directly from uh, the customers as well. So, for example, in security and network operations, um, we hire domain experts that actually join us from those large tier one companies. So we have that capability within the company. So not only do our people know the solutions that they're implementing, but they also know what the solution is required to do from the customer perspective. So that's a key differentiation for us. Um, and and I, I guess, you know, the, uh, another aspect is executives and uh, senior members from software vendors directly working within the company. So myself and Roger, we work for some of the biggest software vendors in the industry. We have a lot of experience of, uh, you know, what the software vendors are looking at uh, in terms of how they position their solutions. We have a, a lot of insight into the way the pricing works, the way the commercials work, the way the, way the solutions are uh, put together. 
and uh, that expertise is something else that uh, you know potentially other uh, systems integrators don't have so we have that capability so not only do we understand the uh, system integrator requirements from the system integrator point of view but we understand it from the customer point of view we understand it from the software vendor point of view and we identify and we understand it from the integration point of view and that's a key reason that uh, we are being uh, asked to engage in numerous uh, programs and projects uh, at various customer locations and the fact that we're impartial i mean totally impartial i think is is something that's uh, greatly appreciated by our customers um, and the final point, I guess, is we are anchored with uh, uh, infrastructure and cloud business, which is Informantem, which is the other part of the joint venture we created as part of S4 Digital. So they have a lot of infrastructure experience, whether it's on-premise uh, equipment or whether it's sitting in the cloud in an Azure AWS or Google Cloud. So we can bring that capability to market very, very quickly. You know, our... Uh, Infrastructure arm, you know, is famous for actually deploying supercomputers and uh, uh, we're a platinum partner of HP, for example, mm -hmm. gold partner of Oracle, gold partner of Microsoft, as, as, as well as many others. Right. And that expertise, you know, is something that we bring to bear in the security sphere, for example, our security practice is not only got the standard security certifications, but our security practice is actually NATO certified as well. Mm -hmm. So that's a key differentiation for us as well going forward. So all of these things brought together, you know, makes us, uh, provides us with a unique uh, value proposition. Uh, I think th th those are the key aspects that makes us unique, I think. Okay, it definitely sounds like there's an emphasis on openness and, and, and the way you work is focused on diversity and not being anchored into a certain protocol. What inspires you to spread the igniting change message? Well, you know what, again, this, this, this comes back from, uh, you know, many years of working in the industry. And um, for us, igniting change really means something different than uh, trying to make a little bit better what people have. And that is normally uh, also considered change, but igniting mm -hmm. change is, 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 is to do things um, totally different proactively, mm -hmm. but also doing it, taking a different, different look, different approach to problems. Um, okay. What, when we talked about, um, you know, digital transformation, uh, and there is there is a lot of conversation here. For us, digital transformation in many many cases is a bit of optimization. And when we right. say igniting change, uh, we're looking at changing you know operating models, changing business models. Um, you know, a lot of operators are, uh, and I say operators because a lot of our customers are in the telco space. They're looking uh -huh. they're looking for help to find new business um, business ventures, new re revenue streams. And that sometimes means to, uh, to be uh, totally different than what they've done before, right? So uh, instead of just being an infrastructure supplier with some over-the-top uh, services, um, mm -hmm. they, they, they want to be competing with the hyperscalers like Spotify, uh, Netflix, and... And, and the Amazons of the world and, and become right. that aggregator of, uh, of service offerings. Becoming that yeah. aggregator of service offerings needs a significant change. 
and 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 yeah, I think we are pretty well equipped to help uh, those kind of um, companies to embrace that change and actually to e execute it. And that is really an uh, ignition of a different business model because uh -huh. it, it is not similar to a model that they've uh, they've had before. Think about you know uh, or telecom operators starting to. Uh, sell banking services, starting to sell uh, energy uh, energy type contracts, all bundled, uh, because that is what is important to, to them, is bundling that with, you know, the uh, ecosystem of uh, on-net and off-net services as well. So they, 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 they have a very important place to play in the uh, society and they want uh -huh. to, st and they want to st maintain um, relevant uh, not okay. only being a um, yeah, infrastructure provider but you know it's infrastructure it's uh, all kinds of services that are that can run over that infrastructure but also non-infrastructure based services but because they have this uh, this very strong relationship with their customer base they have a trust position how can they how can they implement new solutions while maintaining and using the trust that they have for the customers. And that, that means a change. So think about marketplaces, uh, marketplace of marketplaces. You know, those, those, are, those are areas where um, what I understand a lot of the CEOs are thinking about, how do we, mm -hmm. how do we increase our bottom line? Because the growth numbers okay. of you know, infrastructure services are in the... Uh, on the point uh, single digit uh, numbers and you know embracing new revenue streams is it, uh, companies are able to do you know 10 20 percent uh, year on year growth because of you know it's a uh, it's it's so it's, it's a newer market and uh -huh. igniting that change also to their customers okay so igniting change uh, to summarize for you Roger is essentially to be able to offer more value to the customers for, from from by businesses. Yeah, that, and that, and that is in every aspect of it, right? So more value from uh, us, their partner, to 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 the the customer, and also from our customer to their end customer, to to be able to provide more uh, value-based services to uh, to its customer base. And, uh -huh. and, and, yeah, okay. and that goes hand in hand together to uh, make sure that uh, we collectively provide an ecosystem of uh, services to, to the consumer. The consumer, being business or uh, a residential consumer, is um, that the paradigm of a consumer has totally changed. They, 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 they want change now, um, and, and they want it now for, for, for quite a, a bit of time. If they don't like it anymore, they want to get rid of it and have something new. So mm -hmm. the world has changed from... from uh, from a slow-moving mark to, to an extremely demanding, uh, demanding and dynamic environment. And again, hyperscalers like Netflix, Spotify, especially also Amazon, uh, yeah. have been have been the driving factors there, right? So they they're, yeah. they're able to onboard and offload uh, solutions really, really fast. And and uh -huh. the, the telcos need to uh, step it up. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Amir, what is igniting change for you? For me, it's 
you know, not looking at what you've already got, but looking at everything from a blank sheet of paper and designing your solution around that. So from from our point of view, igniting change is basically, you know, looking at the hyperscalers as your references, not looking at what your uh, immediate peers are doing, uh-huh. which is the trap that a lot of our, uh, you know, we see a lot a lot of companies fall into. So, uh, you know, if you're only looking around at the same level as what you're doing, I think you you know eventually you're going to uh, all perform the same as well. What you mm-hmm. actually need to be doing is looking at the people that are accelerating way way faster than you, and using that as your lightning rod to to drive change. I think that that's the key difference for us. So you know if you're a telecoms company looking at uh, your immediate peers, you know they're they're all doing the same thing. But mm-hmm. you, what you need to do is look ahead. In banking, you know, for example, a, a fine a, a example is Revolut. Revolut is, you know, their ability to innovate and drive change and implement new solutions and features far outweighs anything that is, you know, being done by the banks, for example. They make it easy for me to engage with them. They make it easy for me to execute my transactions, easy for me to access their app. It's very user-friendly. These are the key themes that are uh, going to drive change. And that that's the igniting change aspect that I'm looking at this from. And and this is what Roger was talking about, that consumers are increasingly being more and more demanding of what services a company can provide. So S4 Digital is essentially the company that can provide these this type of experiences to businesses. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. This is what, what we're aiming to do. Yeah. But that's that's okay. definitely on the business side, uh, Adam, but also uh, from an igniting change perspective on, uh, you know, personal and uh, staff side. And uh, yep. we're, we're, we're definitely trying to uh, provide a change to the people that work for and with us as well, right? So uh, that uh, igniting change is uh, being able to, uh, to do things, make mistakes, uh, repair them, uh, go into different venues, go into different projects, learn, 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 you know, certifications. You know, it's all about people getting more uh, all-round knowledge and uh, yeah, develop themselves. So uh-huh. we're allowing that uh, to happen. There's, you know, we've, we've, we have people that are, uh, you know, we have incentive plans in the, in the company. And mm-hmm. we've, we've, instead of saying, you know, this is the plan, uh, we, we made it uh, a bit more, um, uh, how do you say that, uh, the opposite direction is, okay, let, let's look at personalized plans. What, what is important for you as a, as a staff member? And, you know, that, that, those are the things that uh, we were told, those are reasons why um, yeah, people have joined us. We, we have people right. that, that worked yeah. for 18 years for a... Uh, tier one telecom operator and decided based on the challenges and the interesting uh, forecast that we have to, uh, to, to, to quit a pretty secure long-term job and, and start working in a, in, in a fairly new company that has just been, yep. just been built and yep. just allowing that change to happen to the people and, and to, to become richer, uh, not, not hopefully also financially, but but definitely on the personal personal skills perspective, uh, right. we seem that people are really uh, enjoying that kind of conversation with uh, with us. So, 
Aha. Igniting change is uh, for our customers, but also for everybody involved in the business. And that, and that definitely, and that definitely is very telling that someone is willing to to leave a tier one uh, telecoms job and join such a new concept. That, that it's very telling of the vision of igniting change. Yep. We, we have spoken about the example of Revolut and how S4 Digital uh, jumps ahead and doesn't look to their doesn't make businesses look to their peers, but the hyperscalers. So, can a company make it without embracing this way of thinking in this day and age? I would say, <laughs> I would say that's a that's a massive uh, massive massive challenge. It's a new mm-hmm. it's a new way of working and. Being able to implement something, test it out, if, if profitable, keep going. If not, stop it, cut your losses, do something uh, different. You know, almost like a trial and error type uh, approach. Um, I think being able to really, really uh, adjust to the moment is what is critical to, uh, to maintain a position. If, to be agile yeah. to a hundred percent if if not I understand I think the uh, the slow movers will be uh, will, will be be in in very complicated times I, I don't I okay. don't say that they're not gonna survive but um, yeah agility is 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 key you know agility yeah. and capability to execute on those plans mm-hmm okay Uh, Amir, do you have anything to add to that? No, I, I agree. And even though it's very difficult for the you know legacy businesses to to do this, there are you know examples of companies that are doing very well, right? So, for example, we have a customer in Denmark um, that myself and Roger worked with. You know, they've fully grasped enterprise agile, mm-hmm. um, a new way of doing things. You know, a lot of pay, people pay, pay lip service to things like diversity, to things like, you know, being agile, but they're not really, right? They're just playing to the marketing that's yeah, going on in, in, the, in the businesses right? and, and the industry. And uh, w- one of the key things that we see is, you know, you need to totally embrace it, live it, and then breathe it, and then execute on it, right? right. So uh, we've seen uh, isolated examples of where legacy business can uh, grasp it and take it on. And we see some of those managers moving from, you know, those companies to other, some of our other customers as well. So, you know, we expect that to change as well and move forward. Um, but yeah, I, I think absolutely it can be done. But but you need, you know it, it takes well management commitment and commitment of the the employees to actually make it happen as well, right? Right. So I think that that's key important, very important. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. And and but they also have to maintain a uh, strong level of governance, right? Because uh, you know yeah. one of the so we see that a lot with uh, rapid development uh, applications that we uh, have a lot of interaction with in our customers um, mm-hmm. so there's a, there's a strong focus on uh, low code no code uh, software but without thinking it through without the right uh, again this is all comes down to security governance uh, without those kind of processes in place it can become a mess so that hype, hyper agile kind of uh, thing that we were talking about um, is, is absolutely critical But you need to be able to control 
what you do, right? So uh, because it, uh, I, I use the word trial and error, um, but that trial and error, of course, needs to be well managed and well uh, controlled because otherwise you will end up with a with a very messy organization, which is impossible <laughs> to uh, operationalize. Yes, so trial, but not too much error then. Well, <laughs> yeah, but 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 manage it. Right? How manage how that process. Uh, comes in and goes out of your business, right? So uh, right. An, an error can be that even though you think it's the, be- the world's best idea, the, uh, the market is not, uh, is not adopting it. That, that can also be seen as an error, which probably technically is not an error, but it's just uh, maybe the timing is wrong and, you know, just move on. Yeah? We, we, we tried, we managed it. We've, it has yeah. not uh, really affected our business too much. We, uh, we are able to control what uh, what 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 went in and why uh, it is not what it's uh, supposed to be, and um, go to the go to the next opportunity. I understand. So finally, guys, before I let you go, what is the most exciting thing about working at S4 Digital, Amir? For me, actually, it's the opportunity. As we stand today, you know, uh, we signed a, a big contract a, a couple of weeks ago that was announced uh, yesterday, I believe. So right now, uh, uh, we have ample opportunity. We have 75 open positions across the business now. Wow, okay. So due, due to the growth we've seen and the opportunities that are being identified, and from our point of view, you know, this is uh, all down to the excellent team. And one of the key things that drives me is the fact that you know, now uh, we we're in a different uh, company. So you know, uh, we've we've worked with companies before that basically you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't, you can only earn this much, uh, and th- there's a cap now. We're removing your bonus, we're removing this. Right. Whereas uh, the discussion in S4 Digital is, what do you want to do? This is what you can do. There's no limit on what you can earn in terms of commission and you know take this opportunity as far as you can so the opportunity from a business point of view is there the opportunity from a people point of view is there as well um, and that's why you know for example in the last uh, company that myself Roger worked on we had our hundredth person that we worked with actually contact us about joining uh, S4 Digital right mm-hmm. so and and it's all to do with the fact that you can create that unique value proposition where the employees are motivated committed rewarded incentivized and appreciated i think that that's the key aspect that uh, we bring to the table and that's one of the reasons i love working for S4 that's why we have a zero attrition rate actually so far uh-huh. um so from our point of view that's a, a for us that's a key kpi as well right so we want to keep our staff motivated and happy um, and that's a key incentive for us as well very nice do you have anything to add to that roger what is the most exciting thing about working at S4 Digital? Well, um, it sounds like uh, Amir stole some of the words, but uh, just to add to that, uh, <laughs> now for, for, for me personally, the, uh, you know, being responsible for my own destiny is definitely, uh, it's one of the things that really, really drives uh, my enthusiasm. You know, it's, uh, it is collective uh, ideas, um, it, it, we're all in, right? It's uh, again uh, we're, we're, we're 
responsible for our own destiny. That I think that is uh, that is one of the things that really uh, comes up to my mind if I think about this uh, a little bit more. Is uh, we've been doing we've been doing this quite a lot for others for for, for uh-huh. big big companies lo- uh, smaller companies. And I think we've learned from all the good, but also uh, some of the bad things. And uh, we're, we're trying to to merge all of that into a uh, environment. And and now we can, we cannot say uh, it's not my it's, it's not due to me, right? It is everything that yeah. happens is more or less due to the decisions we uh, Amir and myself are making in uh, of course in in conjunction with our management team. But uh, mm-hmm. we cannot hide. Uh, behind others, and uh, even though that sometimes it's a bit scary, I uh, I, I think that is the best thing why I wanted to work for for S4 Digital. Yeah, I ju- I'm just trying to reflect a little bit more in my in my brain. Uh, yeah, the level of enthusiasm I have now is something I uh, more or less took for granted before, and uh, I should have done it uh, way way earlier. Agreed. That's a good sentiment to have for both of you. All right. Thank you so much for speaking with me. Igniting Change is an S4 Digital production. My guests today were founders Amir Khan and Roger Cool. Recording, editing, and publishing done by S4 Digital. My name is Adam, and I hope you stay tuned for the next episode. Goodbye. <laughs>